Good evening, RFL fans, and welcome back to episode 7 of the 307 Film Room with your host, Mitchell O'Brien. And the first topic on today's episode is reviewing last week's games, which was number 7 UCLA taking on number, no, number 7 LSU taking on number 14 UCLA. UCLA came out victorious 13-10, to a very defensive matchup. As Jace Worth came out throwing 173 yards, 63% completion, and 70, 78.9 QBR, also chipping in six rushes for 40, 49 yards on the ground, but he did fumble. As Matthew Holman brought in thir- 33 carries for 130 yards on the ground and one rushing touchdown for the backfield. And receiving, Isaiah King had five catches for 42 yards, and tight end Chandler Godspeed had six catches for 65 yards. Well, Juice Adams had 10 tackles, 1 TFL, 1 sack, and a pass deflection. On LSU sideline, it was John Bales who had an 85.7 QBR, 263 yards passing, 66% completion, and also had two rushes for 26 yards. In, and in the backfield, running back Xavier Gold had 22 carries for 60, 61 yards, 1 touchdown. And in the air... Uh, Latrarius uh, Baptiste had a breakout game, hauling in 12 catches for 117 yards. Well, Giovanni Tasker had six catches for 82 yards. And on the defensive side of the ball, DeAndre Wilcox had had nine tackles, two TFLs, and one forced fumble. Heading to the second game on Thursday night, which would be Notre Dame taking on number 19 Miami. And Miami came out victorious 33-13 over the Fighting Irish. As as DJ DJ White had an 81.3 QBR, 158 yards pass, and completing 59% of his passes as well for rushing six times for 40 yards and an amazing touchdown, but did fumble once. Well, well, well. Fear no Amir No Fear Williams had 32. Rushes for 274 yards and three touchdowns. And when you're running the ball well, you don't pass much, as Andre Rose had three catches for 69 yards. Gotta give some love to the Miami defense, as August Spillers had seven tackles, one TFL, and three sacks. Matty Packerman, the third, the Pac-Man, had seven catches, had seven catches, seven tackles, and two interceptions. And my guy, Lito Losa, only had two pass deflections, no tackles. And you know that means you've arrived at Little Island. Heading to the Friday night game, which would be number 24, West Virginia taking on number 15, Texas. Uh, West Virginia came out victorious 36-7. As Leo Moon had a 103.4 QBR, 173 yards passing, 61% completion, three passing touchdowns, and one interception. Leo Moon also contributed nine carries for 65 yards on the ground, while a very spread out West Virginia Mountaineers passing attack as Brian Olson led the team, hauling in four catches for 64 yards. Jedi Richardson had 10 tackles, one sack, and a forced fumble on the evening. Joseph Cat. Sazar, <coughs> Sazar had a 66.9 QBR, 198 yards through the air, 50% completion, one touchdown, one interception. He also carried the ball four times for 38 yards, and running back Zachary Nowalski had 12 carries for 21 yards. Now Ken Gossett had two catches for 75 yards, but 
and hauled in a long touchdown. On the defense side of the ball, Kenny Forster Jr. had 11 tackles. Heading to the first game on Premier Day, which will be number 21 Utah taking on Washington State. Uh, Joseph Fontanez had a 134.6 QBR, 83% completion percentage, uh, 263 yards, uh, three touchdowns, and threw one interception. He also had two carries for 14 yards, while Jay Williams had 20 carries for 14 yards, and Joey Cheetah Mears had three catches for 52 yards and hauled in one touchdown. Now on the Cougar side of the football, Jacoby Hartfield had a terrible day as he had a 58-point AQBR, 318 yards passing, 56% completion, one touchdown, three interceptions. Two of those being two of those interceptions went back for six for Utah. Hartfield also rushed two times for four yards, while Oswald Hershey had 19 carries for 43 yards. Wide receiver Kupak had seven catches for 176 yards on one touchdown. But Edwin Haynes had five catches for 53 yards. Heading to the next game, which will be Nebraska taking on number 18, Oklahoma. Oklahoma came out victorious 28-20 over Nebraska. Daryl Johnson added a 128.4 QBR, 208 yards passing through the air, 75% completion, two passing touchdowns. Johnson also rushed eight times for 116 yards and two touchdowns as he shredded the Cornhuskers defense on a scramble. Uh, Drew Blaze had eight catches for 101 yards and two touchdowns. And the lone man on the Cornhuskers, Jeremy Moore, had 80.1 QBR, 287 yards passing, 64% completion, two passing touchdowns, two interceptions. And for the next game, which was terribly... Terrible for both quarterbacks, but great for the defenses. As Connor McCain had 47.3 QBR, 231 yards passing, 64% completion, three interceptions. Thomas Didymus had 18 carries for 73 yards, one touchdown. While Diego Diaz had four catches for 51 yards. Luke Porter finished the game with a 32.6 QBR, 140 yards passing, 46% completion, two interceptions. And Brian Davis had 20 carries for 72 yards. Will Poor also carried the ball 11 times for 91 yards, but fumbled. And tight end Ty Ed, Ed, Edwards had four catches for 47 yards. Uh, Ohio State gets back on track as they take down number 13 Michigan State in a 27-17 battle. As Gavin Falk had a 117 QBR, 100 and 60 yards passing, 68% completion while throwing three touchdowns, and rushed 14 times for 138 yards. While running back James Feldman rushed 18 times for 89 yards. And Tremaine Shepard had a, had a quiet but good game as he hauled in five catches for 41 yards. Ricky Vaughn had a 117.2 QBR. As well as he had a 249 yards passing and completed 70% of his passes and threw two touchdowns. As Vaughn also rushed twice for eight yards. Zoe, the chef Sheffield, had a monster day as he had eight catches for 147 yards and a touchdown. Heading to the next game, which would be number six. Uh, Clemson taking on number 16 was Cats and uh, was. Uh, Clemson came out victorious 25-17 over the Badges. 
as Brandon Fackey had a 85.2 QBR, 278 yards passing, 62% completion, one passing touchdown, and one interception. Fackey also led the game in rushing as he had 11 carries for 94 yards. And a touchdown while Mar- Marlon Marshall had 20 carries for 75 yards, and Michael Rochester had six catches for 113 yards. Heading over to the Badger side of the ball, Malcolm Love had a 90. 9.4 QBR, 371 yards passing, 74% completion, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Also carried the ball twice for 17 yards, while Joe, Dun- Joe Duncan only rushed 12 times for 26 yards. And Julia and Castillo had nine catches for 89 yards. And on the defensive side of the ball, Justin Yarman had 10 catches, one TFL, one sack, one pass deflection. Uh, the the final game of Premier Day, which would be number 25, Old Miss taking on number one, Georgia. Georgia comes out victorious 16-0 over the Old Miss Rebels. As Kashkai had a 102.9 QBR, 190 yards passing, 77% completion, one touchdown. Cam Perkins had 22 carries for 72 yards from Brock Mellon. His five catches for 48 yards, and on the defensive side of the ball, outside linebacker Alfred Walker had 13 tackles. Heading to the Sunday games, which would be number 20, Mississippi State taking on number 4, Alabama. Uh, Alabama came out victorious 24-7 to over Mississippi State. Jacob McCall had a QBR of 120.5, and 3... One yeah, one hundred and twenty point five, one hundred and forty nine yards passing, seventy six percent completion, and two passing touchdowns. He also carried the ball twice for twenty six yards. Well, Pavel Frederick had seven catches for fifty eight yards and two touchdowns, and on the defensive side of the ball, Charlie Turner had five tackles, one pass deflection. Mississippi State's Trip Baker had a seventy eight point three QPR. 192 yards through the air. Uh, 57% completion percentage. Johnny Louisville had 11 carries for 28 yards and a touchdown. Well, Brian Walsh had four catches for 66 yards. Uh, Iowa t- took on number 12 Penn State and came out victorious as they're currently on a three game winning streak as they defeated the Nittany Lions 30 24. Uh, Kirk Peterson went all out as he had a 106.9 QBR, 256 yards passing, 64% completion, and two t- passing touchdowns. Peterson also had 109 yards rushing. Will Cleon Markham carried the ball 20 times for 76 yards. Lucas Butler hauled in five catches for 64 yards. Heading to the Nittany Lions sideline, which were James Ramos, would have an 88.4 QBR, 313 yards, 63% completion, two touchdowns, one interception, while Vincent Valentine had only eight rushes for 51 yards, and a touchdown, Mason Kong Cullen hauled in seven catches for 98 yards, and Peter McQuilkin had nine tackles on one pass deflection. Heading to the Monday night games for number 17, Michigan Wolverines were taking on the number three, Minnesota Gophers. As Corey Pauly had a 76.1 QBR, 130 
Three yards passing, 61% completion, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, uh, Drake Sandstrom had 24 carries, 149 yards and a touchdown. And Darius Hodge had two catches for 18 yards. Heading to the Gopher sideline, uh, Carson Kershaw had a 51.9 QBR, 203 yards passing, 59% completion percentage. Two interceptions while Tyler Bloomgram hauled in five catches for 81 yards. And on the defensive side of the ball, Logan Russell with two L's had eight tackles, one TFL, and one sack. And to the second game of the night, which would be number 22, Texas A&M taking on number nine, Auburn. Uh, Auburn comes out victorious 34-24 over Texas A&M. Javon Warren had a 125.3 QBR. 234 yards passing, 82% completion, two touchdowns while rushing for eight. Carries 78 yards and a touchdown. And in the backfield, Ashton Collins carried the rock 24 times for 115 yards, one touchdown as well. And airing the ball out, Christian Williams had seven catches for 72 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Jorge Torres Egler had an 81.4 QBR. 248 yards, 60% completion, one touchdown, one interception. JTA also carried the ball seven times for 83 yards and one touchdown, and f- but fumbled. And Darius Meadows had 12 carries for 91 yards, and Luis Cardenas had seven catches for 96 yards. Heading to the final game of week seven, as number five Baylor took on number two USC. Anthony Gonzalez had a 130.7 QBR, 234 yards passing, 66% completion percentage, three touchdowns. Jakari Ferrari Torres at 17 carries for 73 yards, one touchdown. And Dorian Cope had six catches for 98 yards and one amazing one handed catch. <coughs> uh, JoJo Slowizzi had 11 tackles and one TFL on the defensive side of the ball. Heading, heading to the Baylor Bears sideline, Tyler Mall had a 94 QBR, 75% completion, three, uh, 310 yards, uh, two passing touchdowns, one interception, while Cody Carter had 17 carries for 61 yards. <clears throat> and as you all well know, Jake Winkleman had nine catches for 99 yards, and on the defense of the ball, Jacob Reed Jr. had nine tackles. And that is your review for the Week 7 schedule. There was quite a few uh, teams on by, so it was a much shorter review this week, as we're only at currently 15 minutes into the recording. So but we're about five minutes ahead of schedule there. So the, ne- so the next topic we'll look at is the new Top 25. <coughs> uh, coming at number one is Georgia once again. <coughs> And uh, number two is USC, who was their previous, and Alabama stays uh, moves up from four to three, which is a plus one. Uh, Clemson moves up from six to four. I'm pretty sure that's a plus two. Auburn moves up. Uh, I want to say plus seven, maybe. I'll be honest, I forgot to put the plus minuses beside them, so that's on me. But I know Minnesota falls down three from uh, down to six from three, so that's Baylor fell from five to eight, so that's minus three. 
Uh, Oklahoma State's up at 7 this week. Uh, Florida at 9. Florida State at 10. UCLA at 11. Uh, LSU at 12. Penn State at 13. Michigan 14. Oklahoma at 15. Michigan at 16. Not Michigan. Miami at 16. Michigan State at 17. They fell 4 with their loss to uh, Ohio State. Uh, I know West Virginia jumped up 6 from 24 to 18. So that's a big jump for Leah Moon and the crew. Uh, Texas falls. Uh, Wisconsin falls from 16 to 20. Utah stays at 21. Iowa gets their first visit to the top 25. Congrats to Kirk Peterson, Cleon Markham, and Lucas Butler on your first on your first visit to the top 25. Hope you stay a while. Uh, number 23, Oregon, Mississippi State, and Washington. And now heading to this week's schedule, which has changed up uh, times-wise and date-wise as we are changing towards finishing the Pro League to make sure everything's good for January. So time is more valuable. So there will only be now four called games instead of the normal, what is that, three and then five, eight. So yeah, so we're dropping down four, four called games, but that's okay. Pro League has to come first. PC has has to come first with a great presentation that will be coming. Yeah, so tonight's game is number seven, Oklahoma State taking on number fifteen, Oklahoma. I'm gonna have to take uh Daryl the Rock Johnson and Oklahoma over Oak Oak State. Honestly think they're kind of overrated in my opinion. Sorry to Connor McCain. You know you're my dude, I talk to you quite often, but uh don't think you guys should be up at 7. I think you're a little overrated for there. <clears throat> All right, okay, now we're going to be looking at the Premier Games with for Premier Day 1. So, number 17, Michigan State taking on Nebraska at 1 p.m. Notre Dame taking on number 25, uh, Washington at 1 p.m. And number 3, Alabama taking on number... Uh, taking on, on, on taking on winless Tennessee. So, I'm going to take... <clears throat> Michigan State Spartans over the Corn Huskers. I'm going to take uh, the Washington Huskies and Romanelli and the crew over Alex Jackson and Marquise Levy. And obviously, I'm going to take the boy Jake McCall over Luke Poor and his volunteers. And the next four games for Saturday is number two, uh, USC taking on number 20. Wisconsin, twenty-one, number twenty-one, U, uh, Utah taking on number eighteen, West Virginia, and number four, Clemson taking on number twenty-two, Iowa. I'm going to take USC. I'm going to take West Virginia and the Mountaineer boys. Sorry, uh, Jacob, <laughs> Joseph Fontanez, and I'm going to take. I'm going to take Fecky and Clemson as much as I'm not a Fecky fan. Don't think Iowa has has the gunpowder to do it, but crazy things happen. Iowa's on a three-game win streak. And the final game of Saturday, it's number 8, Baylor taking on number 19, Texas. That's at 8 p.m., and it's going to be a live, live call of the game. I'm pretty sure Smitty confirmed. So shout-out to them for adding that extra game in. I'm going to take them Baylor Bears over the Texas Longhorns. Hook them horns, baby. But them Baylor Bears are looking tough. 
Uh, the next uh, Sunday, Premiere Day 2, is going to be number 24, Mississippi State, taking on number uh, 12, U, uh, LSU. Number 6, Minnesota, taking on number 10, uh, Florida State. And Washington State, taking on number 11, UCLA. I'm going to take LSU, Minnesota, and got to rock with the guy, Jacoby Hartfield, as I've endorsed him so long through the season. Can't pick against him. Not a Jace Worth fan by any means, so got to go with Hartfield. Even if he lets me down, is what it is. Live to fight another day, boys. And the next, uh, the 4 p.m. games for Sunday is going to be number 5, Auburn, taking number 23, Oregon. And number nine, Florida taking on Old Miss. I'm going to take Oregon in, in a big upset over number five, Auburn. I said it in the Discord. I told them you. I told them Oregon boys, you got to got to prove me right here, and upset Auburn. And I'll take Florida over Old Miss as Trevor Campbell uh, finding Nino the fifth and Barrowman and Jamie DeSala is just going to be more powerful than David Kiata. Sorry, Kiata. And the final game of Sunday is going to be number 13, Penn State, taking on Ohio State at 8 p.m. It's going to be live. And I'm going to take James Ramos and the boys, as I think he's a better quarterback than Gavin Falk. And the last game of Week 8 is going to be number 1, Georgia, taking on number 16, Miami. So yeah, Miami has a tough task as Smitty called called out their secondary saying they can't play zone very well. So the Miami boys are coming out flaring, looking to prove Smitty wrong and not get the bells. Uh, I'm going to have to take number one Georgia, but definitely looking to see how Miami does. Can't, can't stop Cash Guy. Cash Guy's a great quarterback, and when I'm taking... TJ White or Cash Kai, gotta take Cash Kai every day. Like he's the proven better passer. Yeah, DJ's got the legs, but gotta go with the passer in that sense. So yeah, that's the review for week eight. Now we're gonna look at the new released uh top ten uh released by Noah Underhill. Shout out to him. As at number 70, we have defensive tackle for the Diablos, Adrian Otis. Number 69, we have Contavious Henderson, wide receiver for the Cougars. Number 68, we have Devontae Gibson, free safety for the Gunners. Number 67, we have Connor Carter, Delahart, edge for uh, the Voyagers. Number 66, we have Breon Keith. Uh, guard for the Desperados. Number 65, we have Nolan Angelo, middle linebacker for the Dreadnoughts. Number 64, we have uh, Maurice Darman, wide receiver for the Armadillos. Number 63, we have Jason Henderson, uh, defensive end for the Explorers, was a rookie this past season. 62, we have defensive tackle Malik Yates for the Celtic Tigers. And number 61, we have Reed Holmberg, middle linebacker for the Celtic Tigers. This was a very hot, hot topic on the podcast last night, as on players that don't belong. Uh, it, was a, it came to a pretty general consensus that everybody that's not named Keith, Henderson, and Otis shouldn't 
be this low. And I have to agree, Kentavious Henderson definitely should be higher. Gibson could definitely maybe be in the 50s. Didn't have an, a crazy season, but has always played great. Cardella hurts the heart of the Voyager defense, no pun intended. Nolan Angelo was a great linebacker. I'm pretty sure he led the ARC in tackles. Maurice Darman might be only 5'8", but he was bagging DBs all across the field. Leaky Yates is a great defensive tackle for the Celtic Tigers. And as Smitty said, Reed Holmberg is a top 20 player in the RFL for his play style and stuff. So, can't, can't argue that. I definitely agree with all that, but definitely players should be higher off this segment. Contavious Henderson, Delahart, Darman, and Holmberg for sure. Maybe Yates can stay here. Like, he's not like a crazy, crazy player by any means. Okay, heading to our question period. Where again, we're ahead. Of, again, we're like five, eight minutes ahead of schedule, so it's going to be a shorter one today. But our first question came from Cam Perkins. Le- uh, who is leading in rushing yards and yards per carry? Top three. Ain't gonna lie to you, Cam. I failed you here, buddy. I didn't write. I forgot to write down those stats. I'll have to just DM them to you. My my bad, buddy. That's on me. Had a long day. Uh, so yeah, I'll have to look those up afterwards. Our next question is against from Cam Perkins, Miami versus Georgia. Who are key players in this game? Well, I'm gonna have to say the key players in this game. It's going to be Amari Williams, DJ DJ White, uh, you Cam, uh, Cash Guy, and then honestly the the secondary of Miami if they can stop if they can stop uh, Melton, Blaylock, and Simpson. So there's a lot of key players, but. I'll, Matchup I'm looking forward to is definitely you versus the Miami run defense. Okay, our next question comes from Jacob McCall. College playoff predictions. Well, as a stance, I'm fairly confident that uh, at least three of the teams are probably known by now, honestly. Yes, I realize there's still five weeks left and lots of games to be played, but Georgia, Alabama, USC are pretty much locks at this point, I would say, in my opinion. But uh, if I have to pick a fourth team, it's probably Baylor. I know Baylor just played USC and lost, so that's tough to say at this point. But looking at the top 25... Clemson, I guess Clemson could be there. I don't believe in Javon Warren. Don't think he has the arm talent. The arm talent to keep the team in the top four position. As much as I love my dear Gophers, they're not they're not built for the final four. Like they only have, let's see, Kershaw, Blomgrom, Baba Duke, and Logan Russell. They only have four players, so they're not they're not built for war. So, as much as that pains me to say, they're not they're not a playoff team. Oklahoma State, as I said earlier, I feel is overrated. Again, they only have one, two, 
three. I think they only have they only have four players themselves. So salute to them for being the for these boys being this high with only having minimal players. But we are they aren't built for the playoffs. Baylor is Florida. Yeah, they only have a couple players, but Florida is an SEC program. So even with like base Florida, they're they're made they're made for iron. So I could definitely see Florida being in there. So Baylor, Florida, you uh. Mm, I don't see Florida State being a playoff team. I don't trust Chase Worth with a grain of sand, to be honest. So not sadly not UCLA. Sorry, boys, but I do not tr trust Chase Worth to throw the ball. Uh, US, uh, LSU's been shut down as of recent. James Ramos has been playing good. But he's lost. He's lost games to like. He lost a game to Iowa, Minnesota. So like, um, these aren't playoff teams here. So if you're losing games to non-playoff teams, then that's not very good. Oklahoma. If anyone else down here, I say probably Oklahoma has a chance to climb the rankings up. I know they're three and three at this point. I don't know the final of this of tonight's game. Mm. West Virginia is built for them, but I don't know if they'll have the assets to climb all the way up. I love myself some Oregon. They were my uh, dark horse back in, what was that, week three when that question was asked. Don't think they have the firepower to get back up top. But yeah, so that, my, I'll, go, I'll go Bama, USC, Georgia, and Baylor. That'll be my four. Uh, next questions again from again from Cam Perkins. Thoughts on Miami's offense and Georgia's offense? Well, I think Georgia's offense is more well-rounded as uh, Cash Guy can run and can scramble if necessary. Uh, got a great run game. Got a great pass game. Well, on Miami's side, they got a great run game in Amari Williams and DJ when he runs, but. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna put the ball in DJ's hands thirty times and tell him to pass the ball because it ain't gonna end well. So, uh, Georgia's got the much better offense, in my opinion, since they can actually pass the ball. Sorry, DJ. I think you know. I think you know it. Uh, next question comes from uh, Connor Baker. Which teams do you think will improve the most with new playbooks? Uh, after, uh, after I thought, I actually thought about this question when you first typed it, because I'm like, what team do I think will be most improved with a new playbook? And I looked at all the teams that are in the top 25, and honestly, the team that, the first team that came to mind when I read your question is West Virginia. I think West Virginia will be better with a new playbook. I don't know why of the of the twenty five teams sitting in front of me. I think West Virginia will be the most improved. But yeah, West Virginia. <laughs> my top three is going to be West Virginia, Oregon, and Washington. I don't know why. Yeah, I talk to I talk to you boys quite often, but I just think that like the those are three quarterbacks that all. Can pass the ball with pretty pretty good accuracy, 
in the general sense. I wouldn't call, I'm not calling any of those three quarterbacks a run first type of quarterback. So whenever you get a new playbook, if, if it's a pat, if it's increasing your passing ability, you're going to get better with it. So yeah, I'll go, I'll go West Virginia as my number one, then Auburn, then uh, Oregon and Washington. Next question comes from Chrome. Your opinions on Utah and what do you think the record will be to end the season? Currently, Utah sits at 21 and they have their three players in Fontanez, Mears, and Jay Williams. Do I think that's enough to climb the rankings? I do not. Sorry, boys. Especially Fontanez, you're very active and good community member. Respect, respect the grind. Your defense is supposedly NFL quality. As if you guys didn't know that Utah's defense had a lot of NFL players get drafted and stuff. So at some point, that defense has to be uh, up to caliber. So that's good for you. I guess that's good for Utah. As well, it's always good to have a good defense. But where do I think? The record would be five and seven, maybe. I think I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I don't even. I think Utah's two and six right now. Two and six? No, not two and six. Two and five. Is Utah headed by? I don't know. But yeah, I think Utah can get four or five wins. Don't know if they'll make it to bowl eligibility, but. This the RFL. It's play now. Any game can ha- anything can happen in any game. There's there's no morale. There's no momentum. Show up, play the game, have turnovers. Anything's possible. You blew out Washington State this week, so props to you on that. Next question comes from Cam Perkins. Top defense, top offense currently. Well. That's I can't even honestly answer that. As Rob said in the prospects chat earlier today, we've we've done four weeks of arcade, we've done two weeks of pro sim, we've done broken playbooks, we're just starting new playbooks. So I can't honestly say a top offense, top defense at this point. Next question comes from Chrome again. Do I think USC is an underrated team? I don't think nope. I don't think they're underrated. They're they're number two in the nation for a reason. Uh, do they get the job done? Yes. Do they have a good offense and defense? Yes. Do they deserve to be number two? Yes. Sorry, Jacob. I know. I know you're salty. I know you want me here to say no. Alabama's better, but at this point, I feel both teams are as equally good. So, I know that's tough for you to hear, but life is life. So no, I don't think USC is an underrated team. Our next question comes from Connor Bacon. In your opinion, who are some players that are overhyped hyphen overrated? Uh, what are players that are overhyped and overrated? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, well, like I've said, I said earlier, I'm not really a Javon Warren fan, uh, Brandon Fecky fan. I'm not a Jace Worth fan by any means. Uh, other players aren't I a big fan of? 
those are three quarterbacks that I'm not afraid to stand on a mountain and say I don't like, but that's just because you're all run-first quarterbacks. It's not your personality. You guys are great people, but I just don't like your quarterback's play style, so... That's that's how she goes sometimes. Not every not every quarterback's gonna be your favorite. Uh, let's see. Let's go look at some player stats. Uh, I think I honestly think Drake Sandstrom's overrated in my opinion. I don't think he's the that great running back. Yes, good running back, solid, but I don't think he's uh, the end all be all. Uh, yeah, I'm not really a Shanstrom fan, to be honest. Uh, Chris Brom, I guess. I'm, I'm much of a Chris Brom fan. Yes, I realize he probably leads the nation in receiving, and that's crazy to say, but uh, he did. He got a lot of those yards on Arcade, and these last couple weeks he's come back to earth, which is to be understood. Like, yeah, life is life. But against U uh, against UCLA, he only had forty yards receiving. So, at some point, if you're the best wide receiver, you're supposed to show up every game. At least that's what they say on paper. So, yeah, those are just those are just a couple players. Please, none of you people take this personal. It's not your personality. It's just how your players built. I'm solely talking player builds, not personality. So, don't feel like I'm attacking your character. Our next question comes from Shakari Torres, and it's our top five quarterbacks. Uh, the next four questions are, the next three questions are top five, so shocking. Once, you, once one person asks a top five question, everybody's asking a top five question. That's how she goes sometimes. People know I don't like them, and they still ask them. So yeah, back on topic. Shakari Torres, top five quarterbacks, Daryl Johnson, Cash Kai, Jacob McCall, Leo Moon, and uh, I'll go Ricky Vaughn and Owen Jack as a, as a tie for five. Next question is Cam Perkins, top five running backs, and then his other question is top five wide receivers. So top five running backs will go Amir Williams, uh, Cam Perkins, Archibald Nandino, uh Who's another running back that's really stood out to me? Cody Carter, Cleon Markham. Markham's always getting them gritty yards. Uh, top five wide receivers for me. This is my personal opinion. It doesn't. Stats don't always matter to me. Sometimes it's about how you catch, how you run a route, how how your uh, salsa dance is, as I was talking to Darius earlier about. Uh, but I'll go Declan Ward, Stephen, uh, Stephon Harris. Uh, I gotta, res I gotta respect Chris Brom's, like, 892 yards or something like that. Um, uh, Pac, love my boy Pac out of Washington State, respect to him. And I'll go Brandon Welch. Uh, if you're a wide receiver and you feel offended that I forgot you on my top five, just send <laughs> show me a message, we'll talk about it. I'm, oh, I'm always an open book. I don't. Have, I have all these questions in front of me. I don't have my answers. So it's off the top of my head. Give you my my rawest answer. Like this next question from Connor Baker. I ain't gonna lie. 
I really haven't been panicked. <laughs> I I identify as a safety lover, but I honestly haven't paid attention to the safeties. But I know Trevon loves playing good. Uh, Malcolm Washington's like first or second in the country in tackles. So he's been playing really good. You, Connor, Connor yourself, you've been actually playing really good. Uh, Stout. Uh, Stubbs, the second, he's been playing really good. He has, like, 14 pass deflections or something like that. Always breaking the ball up. Michael King has, like, three interceptions now on the season or something. Derek, Derek Daniels is murdering people. Not literally. Oh, JoJo Sluizzi was knocking the brains out out boys against Baylor. So, that's how you play some hard-nosed football right there, boys. Next question, which is an actual question, nice typed out. Salute to you, Matthew Hallman, for the nice long question. I enjoy these type of questions. It's actually two questions, so that's why it's a bit longer, but I enjoy these type of questions. What are key factors for the Washington State versus uh, UCLA game? Uh, for uh, UCLA, run the ball with Matthew Hallman. Jay Swartz cannot pass the ball. Well, yeah, he can pass the ball, but he ain't very good at it. Like, he's never he's never going to be a premier passer in the RFL. So, you, you got to go with what works with you. Go short routes with Jay Swartz and uh, King and uh, what's that guy's name? Your other wide receiver and Chandler Godspeed. Just do them short routes. Make them accurate. Make them easy reads for him and run the ball and pick up first downs, manage the clock, and key factors for Washington State, keep the ball in your hand. Don't give it to the defense. Don't let the defense get a, get a hold of it because once the ball's in the other team's hands, then that's how momentum shifts. The biggest fault of Jacoby Hartfield is his uh, love of turnovers. He's uh, kind of like a Jameis Winston type. Throws a bunch of yards, leads good drives, and then messes it all up with an interception with a bad read. And the next question, and the second half of the question, coming from Matthew Hallman, salute to you. Does UCLA still have a chance to make the college football playoffs if they win out? Well, you guys are currently sitting at number 11, I'm pretty sure, so... On paper, I'm going to say, yes, you still have a chance to make the college playoffs but in my humble opinion i do not think you guys will make the college series playoffs solely off the arm of jace worth i'm sorry jace i beat the living daylights out of this podcast wasn't my intentions but you're just not that good of a passer like it's as simple as that hit me with the bell the next podcast if any of like the league offices Listening to this, but no, I don't think you guys can make the playoffs solely off of Jace Worth's arm. Like, you can't, you, you need to throw at least 250 yards in the odd game, and you struggle to do 200. Like, you, ha- you average like 55% per completion percentage. You gotta be at least like in the 64 to 67 range. For me to even say, wow, that's a fairly competent quarterback. But yeah, no. So sorry, Jace Worth. Didn't mean to like send send the pitchforks out and the torches out for you, but 
It's, I'm just being honest with you. Next question comes from Jacob McCall. Why is everybody sleeping in Alabama? As I'm going to quote uh, Bill saying, uh, Jake's just making up questions now. Who's sleeping on Bama? And uh, Jake, I think you answered your own question. You said USC has been saying that they're sleeping on you. But honestly, Bama don't get all the love. Like, without Rob uh, beating the Bama drum, I don't know how many people would be talking about Alabama. Like, yeah, you're number three. Like, good on you, but it's not like you're a premier team. You only have, honestly, yourself. You only have yourself talking. Pavo ain't active. Brandon ain't active. Walker Wilson's not active. So, honestly, the answer to the question, why are people sleeping on Bama, is because you're the only person beating the drum along with Rob. With Miami's uh, 12 strong with fairly active players, it's kind of hard to sleep on a team that won't be quiet, that won't shut up. So, no offense, Miami, but with the boys being active, it's kind of hard to sleep on a team that's talking every minute. So, <laughs> that's my opinion. The reason everyone's sleeping is because you're the only active Bama player in the Discord, McCall. Next question comes from my guy, Jaden Romanelli, on the Washington Huskies. Key teams to watch this week. Let's scroll up to this week's schedule. And so tonight's game's already been played. So teams to watch out for this week. Uh, well, I am calling the upset of Oregon over Auburn. So definitely going to watch Oregon. Uh, Miami to see if they can prove Smitty wrong. With their, uh, that they actually can play zone defense and defeat the number one team in the country. Uh, other teams you gotta watch. Iowa, they're, they're hot this week. They're on a three game winning streak. Again, I said every week's week one with the play now, so that don't mean nothing. But when you've won three straight games in, uh, the Sims, maybe something's coming towards you. Uh, last team I'll go with is West Virginia. Like I, like I answered the question of Connor Baker's question of who do I think will improve the most with the new quarterbacks? Not quarterbacks, new playbooks. I said Romanelli. Not Romanelli. <laughs> West Virginia. Actually, I did say Washington would improve too, so watch Washington maybe this week. And our next question is from Jaden Romanelli, our second to last question, and that is... Players to watch in Notre Dame versus Washington. I'll go with uh, you, Romanelli. I'll go with Ryan LeClavier. Ryan Le I'm still struggling with that name. LeClavier. I know, I still said that wrong. Got, got myself a lisp there. L. Uh, yeah, so I'll go with uh, you and Ryan. And on Notre Dame, we'll go with Marquise Levy. And, yeah, so those are the players I'm looking at for that game. And the last question of the day was from Chikari Torres, and he said top five defenses. And as I said earlier, when, uh, who was that, who said asked that question? Uh, when Cam Perkins asked top defenses and current offenses, I said I can't answer that because, uh, with four weeks of arcade and two weeks of pro sim and, Pro can play books and all of that fancy stuff. It's tough to say the top five defenses just uh, 
just for the sake of things, to actually have an answer to the question. In no particular order, Georgia, Bama, Baylor, Miami, and USC. There you go. So that's all for tonight, folks. Thank you for tuning in to Episode 7 of the 307 Film Room. I hope everyone enjoys, and I hope everyone has a great rest of their day wherever you are. Hope you have a happy Friday, and I'll see you all on Saturday at Premiere Day. Peace out.